This episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Cedic Run. Cedic Run is Grand Forks' premier running store and has been outfitting the greater Grand Forks region since 2015. With a wide variety of running shoes to choose from, you'll not only find a shoe that best fits your foot, but you'll find it in a style and colorway that you love. With an expert team ready to assist you, you're going to receive extraordinary customer service to help you find exactly what you need. Plus, check out all the other incredible running clothing, accessories, and gears to help you train in style. And even if you're not a runner, there's a really good chance that SDR can provide a shoe that will meet your needs. You can find all of that and so much more at Cedic Run, located in downtown Grand Forks. On this episode of the podcast, Cam and I break down the North Dakota 2023 cross-country state meet. And you've probably already seen the news, but they've moved all classes A and B to Saturday instead of running class B on Friday and class A on Saturday. Uh, on the episode, we recorded it ahead of time uh, before they made this announcement. So you can hear us kind of predict the future if you want, or I suppose you could probably fast forward through that as well. But we're excited that everyone's going to be at Jamestown on the same day like it used to be before COVID. So we're super excited about that. Uh, on this episode, we don't really predict who we think is going to win per se. Uh, there might be some speculation thrown in there, but we're mostly picking kind of the top three to five athletes in each class that we're watching. The team races that we're watching, we do make some predictions on that and just kind of break it down like we have on previous state preview episodes where we just want to get people excited about the upcoming races and get people in that competitive mindset knowing exactly what they should be looking for when they do get to Jamestown. Now, as always, if you're somebody that doesn't like the added pressure and you're listening to this and you're thinking, ooh, I don't know if this is going to affect my performance or not, then don't listen to it. Uh, you can always go back and listen after the state meet. We don't want to put any added expectations or pressure on any of the athletes. So if that's you, this is your chance to turn around, pause the episode, and come back to it later. But if you are somebody that thrives on that and you kind of want to hear what our predictions are going in, then this is going to be the episode for you. Thank you so much to everybody that always supports the podcast, whether it's listening, liking our posts on social media, or whatever it is, we're always super grateful to be able to provide this for you guys. And we hope that you enjoy it as much as we do putting it together and recording it. So with that being said, let's dive into the latest episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Nienerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. This is episode 90. Damn, did you know that? Wow, I did not know that. So do you think we can get to 100 by the end of the year? It will be... Uh, I mean, we can. We can. I. So there's nine weeks left in Ooh. 2023. Maybe we kick off the new year with episode 100. Yeah, yeah, I like okay. that. Or, yeah. I mean, Ryan, we could, I mean, you listen to the Coffee Club podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they've been on episode 99 for like the last 10 episodes. 99.1, 99.2, you know? So I, the numbers don't even matter. You know, this could be episode 100 if we really wanted it to be. We could do like the iPhone thing, right? iPhone 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, iPhone 10 or X or whatever, however they decided to do it, you know? So, right. Numbers, they don't, they don't really mean anything anymore uh, these days. So, <laughs> except for when we're talking about place winners and times at the, yeah, the cross country meet, the only number that matters is first place. And that's what we're all about. So true. True. Dude, I was watching some footage and we're going to have to post this because I don't know if it's ever made the podcast page. Do you remember it would have been fall of 2019 Ron Pin Classic when it was still like the last race of the season? Yeah. And yeah. there's that video of Alex Bartholomew misses the shoot, <laughs> runs through the crowd and like slips and yeah. like gets up and finishes the race. Yes. Uh, and then you you come across. I took another video. You later come across. You're running unattached. Um <laughs> But you weren't first out on the course, but number one in our hearts. Right? Oh, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah that number that, matters. Uh, yeah, that'll be those two. Those two videos will be good for another uh, for our second edition of No Context Prairie Track and Field. Dude, I remember it. Uh, the last thing I'll say about the video because I don't want to spoil it. I remember I show Carlson. I come up to him, and Carlson was always like so intense on race days. <laughs> like he alluded to that in the podcast. Like he's yeah, he's gotten better at just relaxing and like kind of taking in the process but he would be so amped up and so laser focused on me day that i go up and i show the the video to him like five minutes after it happens he's like yeah what like what what happened and it just like freaks <laughs> out he's like i don't even want to see it i don't even want to see it and then about 30 minutes later he's like dude you gotta send that to me that's hilarious <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah gosh. legendary yeah I'm excited to see it on on our feed soon. So, for sure. Okay, Ryan, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take over. Do something. I mean, I know you usually uh, do it. Start the the pod. Give us the segue into the content. But uh, no surprise, state cross country coming up this weekend. We're gonna talk about all four of the races coming up. Before we get into the athletes and the races and the competition to come, I think we got to talk about the weather, Ryan. I was on Twitter. I was on X just before this, and uh, I saw a tweet from our good friend, Nate Peterson, friend of the pod, North the North Dakota runner, Nate Peterson, uh, you know, highlighting the fact that there's, there's a big winter storm coming. It's supposed to hit a lot of the western and northwestern part of the state in the middle of the week, and kind of right around that time when these teams and athletes are supposed to be traveling especially the class B they have their race on Friday now uh, as opposed to the the Saturday for the class A and he kind of hypothesized or, or just said that, you know, there's going to be some decisions that are going to have to be made. Should they move Friday's class B race to Saturday because of the weather? Mostly not because it would be too hard to race in or anything or because anybody's getting soft but because of the potential of maybe athletes not getting there on time or in a safe manner or with enough time to, to prepare. What are your thoughts? Can we just talk about how the high, well, because here's the deal. Friday is warmer than Saturday. Like you're talking about not being soft Saturday. The high is 28 degrees. It, it is going to be brisk either way. Oof. Maybe a bit calmer on Saturday, maybe a, a bit less wind chill, but you know, either way it's going to be cold, but you know, Oof. this is, this is information just from, from meteorologist, Nate Peterson, pure speculation. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some parts of the state could get as many as 12 inches 
really on like Wednesday or Thursday. That so is, travel days for for these people. That is crazy. Um, we'll tell you what. I mean, if they moved it to Saturday, that's how it always was, right? It never used to be this two day system, and it was pretty cool to have everybody there on one day. So I don't know. I don't know if you know if they go back. Yeah, I don't. I'm not really sure. It wouldn't be a problem to me, like as a spectator, as an athlete, having to wait one more day. Like you're you've laser focused on Friday, and if you are an athlete and you are worried about that, just let me tell you that one day difference, like it's not going to mess up your taper. You're going to be just fine. Like, don't worry about it as an athlete, but I don't know if it's a, a day later. So be it, I guess. Yeah. That, that was pretty much exactly what I thought. I prefer it when all four races were on the same day. So if a little bit of bad weather is what it takes to get all the races on the same day, like I'm game for it, Let, let's play it safe. You know, <laughs> let's move it to Saturday. Uh, cause I mean, what I, I, I think it just provides like a potential for a better atmosphere for the athletes, you know, more fans there, more, uh, more people interested and, uh, a better experience, uh, for the fans. You get to see the four best races that the state has to offer, uh, on one day. You don't have to pick and choose. Um, it's just, how how it should be, I think. And I know there's some mm-hmm. logistical um, challenges with uh, having all four races at that Jamestown course, uh, but they'll make it work if they need yeah, to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So how about how about this? So here in Iowa, state meet is this weekend too, and they split it up. They go two of the classes. There's four classes in Iowa, so two of the classes go on Friday. Two of them go on Saturday. So. My wife coaches, her races are going to be on Friday, but this is kind of crazy. They'll run it regardless, but Friday is a high of 63. Saturday oh, is a man. high of 43. Whoa. Like, and it's lucky. I mean, they switch it every year, which day yeah. you go, but like, dude, a 20 degree swing, you know, someday <laughs> they're going to look back at the results. They're going to be like, why? It's all on the same course. Like, why did they run two so minutes faster? Slower. You know? Yeah. 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 So, Anywho, uh, it's just Wild. kind of funny, but also I'll, I'll give my meteorology take. It is 20 degrees, no, 24 degrees warmer right now in Des Moines than it is in Fargo. So I don't love Iowa, but it is kind of the tropics of the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, you were on a streak, uh, last year, uh, posting, you know, late into, well, if, does this make sense? Late into the early winter. Uh, about a Des Moines training camp. You know, you were still out on the track into into like December. I feel like last year Dude, I was I was looking at some video just recently, and I was like January, February. I was pretty much out on the track all of through the winter. So yeah, it's incredible. nice, man. It's nice. But all right, as much as uh as the people probably want to hear about Iowa, I don't want to talk about Iowa anymore. So. <laughs> Uh, now we had talked. We were trying to figure out how we wanted to game plan this episode, and I think the consensus. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is we're going to put about five minutes on the clock for each race. Yep. I have a feeling it's going to bleed over a little bit longer, but we'll kind of go with the timer, uh, see what we can talk about in five minutes, and then if we need to vote to extend the time, we can do that. So, okay, I'll let you dealer's choice. You can take which class and which race we talked about first. Well, Ryan, I was just thinking. I don't. I don't know if we've ever. 
I'll probably get in trouble. Some some super fan will probably call me out on this. But have we ever started with like class A girls? I don't know. Let's do it. Uh, let's start with class A girls. Okay, hit and start now. Oh my goodness! Just you're like this. you're on the clock. What do you oh, got? Okay. Well, uh, let, let's start on the individual side, Ryan. Uh, class A girls probably has the most compelling individual race uh, in terms of depth and uh, parity. Is that the correct word? Um, we've seen, is it three or four different athletes ranked number one throughout the season? Reagan Berg from Valley City, um, Jocelyn Schiller of Red River, Izzy Dahl of Bismarck. Uh, those three, was that, those the three that we could find Ryan? I think so. I believe those have been the three. So those three athletes, Regenberg retains that number one ranking going into the uh to Saturday's race. Jossie Schiller of Red River uh ranked fifth. Izzy Dahl of Bismarck ranked sixth right now. Um but I mean this is this is a a pack, you know, from one all the way, I mean all the way down to ten even of of athletes who've mixed it up head to head. They've had wins and losses against one another uh throughout the whole season. Uh, so really who's, who's to say like, no, there's no clear favorite. I would say, uh, mm-hmm. Regenberg, you know, obviously has been running lights out this whole season. Um, she's won in big races. Uh, so definitely one to watch there. Yeah. I think what's really interesting is you, you go back to the last poll and, uh, both sides of the state had ran. So both of those, uh, you know, WDA and EDC were considered when they made the poll. But Williston finds himself in a really interesting spot for the team race. So last year, it was a clash of Williston and Red River, best on the east, best on the west, yeah. going head to head. And it kind of looked like it was going to be Red River's race to win. Maybe I'm biased as, as an alum and I say that, but yeah. Williston pulled off uh, a great race. They had some girls run lights out there too. And, and I don't know, Williston, in my opinion, is second fiddle to Bismarck as a team. But when I'm looking at these rankings, Cambry Moss has ran really well all season. She's ranked fourth going in. Harley Jeanette is ranked seventh for the Yotes. And then Drew Zanders ranked ninth for Williston. So they have three girls in the top 10. Now I know it takes five and you need a complete effort from those four and five runners too, but it's going to be so close again on the team side too, that I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And we yeah. made a, we made a post about how Bismarck was back, right? They're oh, like yeah. the, yeah. both the boys and the girls teams have looked really good and, and, and they're, they're back and all, but I, I can't say that it's going to be a lock and that's no knock on them. I think it's awesome because it just speaks to how good the competition is for class A girls. Yeah. I mean the, the Bismarck girls that are, they're leading the charge for the team that are ranked though are are seasoned seasoned studs. Bela Weigel ranked third. I swear, Ryan, she's been in the top three, ranked in the top three for three years in a row now. So mm-hmm. she knows what it's like to to run at the top of the pack. And and like I mentioned before, Izzy Dahl was at one point the number one ranked runner in the state. So um yeah, definitely, definitely gonna be interesting. And the West is just kind of really rolling away. Uh, on the team side, though, Red River the only the only ranked team sitting there at number four going in. But but you know what? Surely on the same side of it, uh, I'll speak up for the I'll speak up for the riders. Like at one point, they had at least two girls, maybe even three girls yeah. ranked too. Um, there was a week there where things were looking really good for the riders, and 
I don't know. I mean, maybe just because we're East Siders, we want to see some triumphs from the East as well. But yeah. I think Red River could legitimately be a team that really surprises some people. And then also if we go on an individual level, don't count out Emmy Irie from Grand Forks Central. She's a seventh yes. grader, but has kind of flown under the radar all season. I think ranked as high as third at one point, maybe yeah. even a couple times. But I'm really interested to see what she does at her first state meet too. Yeah, I mean, big, big performances from her and big meets this season so far. You know, performed really well at the border battle and then third place at that EDC meet just as a seventh grader. So, um, you know, seems like she's definitely one who's not afraid to to mix it up and and feels confident, you know, running at the front of the pack with with the rest of these dogs. Do you think this is the best race that we're going to see at the state meet? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think anytime you get a race where there's multiple individuals who uh, are running at least, you know, with a desire or a belief that they can win, uh, it's going to just create a, a competitive and uh, edge edge your seat type of race. So, yeah. All right. Almost perfect timing there. Timer goes Beautiful. off. I do have one thing that I want to add. So going back, we had talked uh, on social media about how Bismarck High had a pretty phenomenal run there where the boys team won like was it 11 or 12 titles in a row. And yeah, the girls have had their stretches too. And the last time the Bismarck girls won a state title was, uh, was it 2015? Yes. 2015. And now that one, was that the one that came down to a tiebreaker at the state meet? Oh man. I, yeah. If I remember right, it was like biz high one by one point. And then Davies and Central tied. Yeah. And, and then Central was third and Davies was set. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to say was our individual winner that year, Maddie Shirley Fairburn. Yeah, I believe so. That's not right. Was she, did she win as an eighth grader? Like we're talking about like young athletes doing really well at the state meet. She won uh, a few times. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd have to, I'd have to go back and check for sure. Uh, Cause it was either Maddie or Carly that would have, would have won uh, Carly Ackley. But I honestly can't remember if uh, if Maddie was winning earlier and then Carly kind of towards her junior, senior year was uh, coming out on top. I, I honestly can't remember, Ryan. 2015 individual winner was Maddie Shirley Fairburn. Yeah, great memory. Car- Carly Ackley ran the, won the year before that and the year after that. So anyway, just a fun fact. Dude, that was... Those were some good races between those two. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. That was that was a deep, <laughs> deep dive in the bonus, brain there. Okay. Bonus minute. Okay. So let's uh I well, say let, let, oh, let's stick on else? yeah, I was just gonna say let's stick on the Bismarck, the Bismarck train. Uh go to class A boys now. Love it. Okay, starting the timer now. Well, I mean, you you had kind of highlighted it earlier ryan and and in that post that you had made uh the bismarck boys are looking dominant yet again um i just man is i mean we got red river sitting at number two right now uh but do they have the firepower ryan even in even in your biased red river biased opinion um team wise what are your thoughts (laughs) uh Red River is going to have to have a phenomenal day as a team. And, you know, they've got good depth, you know, like guys like 
David Radke, Joe Quinn, Michael Larson Schmidt to go along with Elijah Dafo. And don't get me wrong, the Riders are really talented and very good. But this Bismarck team is one of the deepest teams that we've seen in a long time. I mean, yeah. at WDA, they put three guys in the top five. They put five guys in the top ten. Like, that's tough to do, man. Yeah. Especially when the West was probably a bit better this year. I think this is probably one of the more balanced years we've seen in a while. But, yeah, a lot of good guys at the WDA meet, and Bismarck still kind of ran the show. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it just seems <laughs> tough to... I mean, they've been good all season, and they've been really good as of late. And especially, you know, you get kind of flashbacks to to the Bismarck teams of past. It's hard not to just go into this state meet thinking like, all right, here we go again. You know, Bismarck yeah. boys, they're just going to get the job done. Um, but I mean, we got a, we got a little bit of flavor. I, you know, not that Bismarck winning again, isn't flavorful, but, uh, uh, kind of talking to the, to the individual side, uh, you got a, you got a good variety of schools represented, uh, Owen Sondag, number one ranked, uh, guy from Fargo North. Uh, he's been good all season as well. That's a pretty consistent thing that I think we're seeing out of the number one ranked athletes in, in each class is they've been consistently good all year, you know, no surprises. Mm -hmm. They've gotten the job done when it needs to get done. Um, you know, for Owen Sondag, you think it's more important to be the best in the state or the best Owen in the state? Cause Owen Hansen Bismarck <laughs> is right behind him, man. I don't know. It's, Owen Sondag, he's been a guy we've talked about so long, and he wants this title more than anyone, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, it'll be cool, especially to you're a North Sider. I'm a former Fargo North teacher. We we love the Spartans. So it'd be cool to see him take home a win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, now, I do need to go back real quick. So yeah. Red River, they, they did pretty darn well at EDC too. They did put five guys in the top eight. So they went they went two, four, five, six, eight. And let's see. And yeah, the two, I, four, five, six, eight, two, four, five. Okay, yeah, that is five guys. I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound right. But yeah, I mean they they're loaded too. I mean, yeah, I for sure, but that's that's Red River in the East against no other ranked teams versus Bismarck in the West. Versus Williston, that's ranked third. Minot, that's ranked fourth. Sentry, that's ranked fifth. So uh, I think there's definitely Red River is definitely a strong number two, I believe. Um, but the the Bismarck five in the top eight is is a little bit stronger than than the Red River. Not to take anything away mm -hmm. from from the riders because it's tough to do. It's tough to get all all five of your guys firing, you know, at a hundred percent on the day. Uh, right. So. You know, a couple other guys we haven't talked about yet. Thomas Haskins of Williston. Uh, you know, Owen Hintz kind of ran away with it and separated himself from the pack at WDA. But then Thomas Haskins really separated himself from the chase pack. And he's been a guy we've talked about all season and has been ranked. So keep an eye out for him too. And I don't know, somebody that also might be kind of interesting here is uh, on the Red River. I've talked a lot about Red River. This will be my last thing. They got a fourth place finish from Cohen Dunnigan. Okay. He's just a freshman, shows up at EDC around okay. 1622. Huge, huge thing for wow. the riders. And the last person that kind of reminds me of doing that, Hunter McHenry 
of Red River, who's running at NDSU now as a freshman, put on the white varsity jersey for the first time and ran lights out at uh, the postseason races. So I don't know. I'm I'm feeling really good about the riders, if you couldn't tell. Oh, okay. All right. You think this is the year you, your rider pick finally uh, will? Is it fine? Is this the year, Ryan? I mean, I hope so. Otherwise, I'm yeah. sound like a fool, right? Um, no, uh, I don't know. It's this is going to be a good race too, and you know, some races, obviously, the individual title is the thing that's up for grabs, and that's where we see the competition and the most excitement is, you know, two people with half mile to go trying to grind each other down. Yeah. There's that type of racing, but then there's also something so exciting in cross country when it comes down to fours and fives and you're like, hold on, he was there. And then this team's yeah, guy was yeah. here and you're trying to like do the math in your head real quick. I don't know. That's unique to our sport. And I love it when races are close on the team side too. And I think yeah. maybe we'll see that because once again, Bismarck's great, but Williston, they're a bunch of gamers. They always show up when it matters. Yeah. Red River look good at EDC. Like, you just never know. So yeah, team title will be interesting. I have one more, one more bonus minute thing about the, okay. the class A boys. Let's uh, hear it. I, if I, it was a couple weeks or it's been a while since I looked at the results from the EDC race, but I believe that I saw uh state champ Aiden Johnson's name in the results. Uh, he's obviously uh, coming back from, from an injury from, from back surgery, I believe, or something, something pretty serious. Uh, so regardless of how he does at state, uh, if that was the, the Aiden Johnson that I'm thinking of, you know, you know, how many Johnsons there are, Ryan, <laughs> um, good to see him back racing. Good to see him back on the course. Um, and hopefully, you know, I wish him, wish him the best and that he improves, uh, getting healthy and fit again. So, yeah, dude, that's super cool. So, um, and only one, he finished 21st, so only a spot off of all EDC for the first race of the season. Yeah, not bad. Pretty cool. All okay, right. so we want to go class B girls then? B girls, yep. Okay, timer starts now. I think if you had asked us at the beginning of the season, you know, is this a race? We probably said no. And honestly, you could go back. We had a preview episode, and I, yeah, I think yeah. that's literally what we said. Um, if I remember right, you said somebody is going to have to like take a race out and really, really try to break Bryn Hansen early on. Yeah. Um, a WDA or not WDA, but like the the West Region meet, we saw a closer race than I think anybody would have ever expected. So Bryn Hansen did pick up the victory. She ran sixteen fourteen, and not far behind her was Noah Sancho of New England. Uh, or excuse me, nineteen fourteen, and then Noah Sancho ran nineteen sixteen. So, I mean, just a two-second spread. It was the first time they'd gone head-to-head all season, even though, you know, they're really not too far from each other. Um, But I don't know. I just want to kind of hear your your take on that. I mean, I'm still right. You know, she it was a close race, but she hasn't lost. Bryn Hansen hasn't lost yet. So, you know, I I stand by that. If you're going to beat her, you got to beat her by like 30 seconds, 40 seconds. And I just don't know if there's anybody, you know, so far this season, you know, Noah's the come the closest, uh, and will is definitely going to keep Bryn honest. It's going to make for a great race. Um, but I just think, I think Bryn Bryn's going to find a way to win. You know, 
uh, we had said before uh, the episode that we weren't going to, we were going to try not to make picks, but uh, I don't know. There I go. I kind of, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, <clears throat> kind of, well, I, I think, I think this class B girls race is, is kind of, will be kind of compelling in a similar way as a class A boys. You know, you kind of have the two athletes that have separated themselves from a majority of the rest of the the field throughout the season. And, um, you know, we expect to see it very tight, very close between two athletes and, you know, kind of in contrast to how we expect the class A girls race, uh, a two, a two person battle can, can be just as, you know, interesting or compelling because you can analyze every single move that each one or the other athlete is making and, and trying to, to break the other. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's going to be a good race. I think honestly, Ryan, I think better, better than I expected at the beginning of the season. I, I don't think I expected anybody to be this close. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad there is cause I love good competition. Yeah. And I think one thing just kind of touch on there is like, yeah, we, we don't always like to make predictions. Um, and hopefully you're, I'll give the disclaimer in the intro to the podcast, yeah. but you know, we yeah. always say like, if you're a person that doesn't like the pressure, then don't listen to this. Um, cause sometimes we do kind of go off on a limb and make some picks, but how could you bet against Brent Hansen? I mean, yeah. we saw her level up at the border battle yeah. and take down all these class A girls that we were talking about who are going to run so well on Saturday. So, I mean, it's, it's a safe choice to yeah. pick Brynn and she's a winner. We've had her on the podcast twice as a defending state champion. I mean, we'll see if she can do it again. Yeah. Uh, um, big, biggest surprise, Ryan from class B girls. I mean, there was no, so far, no real surprises in class A girls seeing Bismarck kind of, be, be a favorite no surprises class a boys seeing bismarck as a favorite again rugby though on the class b girls it kind of dropped down in the polls as the season has gone on and bowman the bowman girls we've talked for the last couple of years about the bowman boys but the bowman girls bowman county girls is this their year to to dethrone the defending champs could be uh put five in the top 10 at the west region meet so very very impressive showing you know what's amazing to me though is if you look at rugby if you go back and you look at the last poll rugby has the sixth eighth and ninth ranked runners in the state so it's not like oh rugby is is nowhere to be seen and falling off they still have a lot of really successful runners and i think that if the conditions are right if it is maybe Maybe they are 28 degree runners or whatever it's going to be. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just think that you can never count them out because, yeah. I mean, when you're talking about going for a five feet, like, gosh, you some of those have been really easy. Like some of those wins, it was rugby from a quarter mile. Like it was yeah. rugby off the start line even. But, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. I mean, if Bowman could could potentially win like boys and girls titles that's super cool we've seen williston do it the last few years in class a but i don't know uh also we can't count out a couple schools here too i know that was our time but hillsborough central valley if we're talking about dynasties dude do you remember when hillsborough central valley had a couple dynasties there for a bit? oh man yeah it's great years so i mean okay just if you aren't familiar with the hillsborough central valley dynasty just know that reagan baszler won four individual titles from 2016 to 2019 so really impressive there and then if we go girls team champions hillsborough central valley won 
when they were before they even co-opt. Hillsboro won in 2011, and then HCV won 2012 through 2018. Yeah, yeah. So pretty impressive. The last time Bowman won was uh, 2005. Uh, they won. I mean, that was a phenomenal stretch too. Like, actually, we've we've touched on this before, but we need to touch on this again because this is so impressive. Beginning in 1979 to 2005, Bowman won. So let me say it again: 1979 to 2005, Bowman what? won all but two championships. <laughs> do you do oh, you want to try to take a guess? This is putting you on the spot, but you want to guess the two schools that beat them? They're two different schools: one in 1991, one in 2002. 91 and 2002. Can you tell me East or West? Uh, both West. Both West. Um, uh, Watford City. Uh, not a bad guess, but no. Uh, okay, just give me one more guess then. Okay. Um, rugby? No, it was uh, Hazen in 91 okay. and Newtown yeah. in 2002. Oh, uh, honestly, Newtown was my first instinct guess, and I, I went away from it. I tried to be too big brain, but. Oh, dude, that's okay. But dude, yeah. could you imagine how exciting that would be for Bowman to, to win? Yeah, that would be that would be crazy. I mean, to have a basically a streak of 26 years where you are always winning is unbelievable so i mean pretty pretty crazy that that you know full circle you have you have a bowman county team that has had a you know a 26 year dynasty you have a hillsborough central valley you know a team that had a a 10 15 year dynasty and then a rugby team that is currently you know four or five five years into their you know strongest you know competing uh all ranked in the top three so mm-hmm. I mean, real strong historic programs just duking it out, dude. I think we're gonna have, dude. We've got some work to do when we when we do our our legends episodes. I guess we call them before yeah. they were just our normal episodes before we started <laughs> talking about more relevant things. But um, dude, there are a couple people that we got to get on the podcast from those Bowman years. Yeah, but Class B girls is a group that has been very under represented on the podcast so yeah that those are some we got some work to do let's just put it that way next project uh will be to highlight more class b girls dude what if we this is just me like spitballing like live what if we did like a a series on the bowman dynasty just on bowman yeah i why not? They're the cross country capital. The, I love it. Oh USA. yeah, dude. I love it. If you're listening right now and you want a Bowman Dynasty series, let us know. And if there's any way you'd want to help us out with that, that would be really cool. Please send us newspaper articles, photos of newspaper clippings, anything that we can uh, do to get some some research. Uh, we would gladly accept. And probably some contact info too like those are <laughs> yeah. those are always good things to have yeah but, yeah for sure dude networking let's go let's go okay uh we're on to our last segment here class b boys i'm gonna hit start tell us what you know cam 
Well, I just want to say this is a bit conflicting for me because there's two programs that I've probably talked about more in the last three years or talked about positively more in the last three years than these two programs. Uh, It's Bowman County Boys and the Kindred Boys. Man, it is going to be a dog fight. Uh, I... That's kind of a pun, you know, bulldogs, you know, whatever, Vikings. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, we saw him go head to head at uh, at the border battle. Bowman not having their best day. A couple of their athletes, you know, I don't know if it was the heat or whatever, but uh, a little bit of uh, lack of stability uh, for from a couple of the athletes. Kind of a, a really tough finish for some of them, dropping some places making kindred, you know, the the race between the two. I, I can't even put my words together. I'm just like pretty pumped for this. Not only is it going to be a Bowman versus kindred team title, the team battle, uh, you got Keaton Olson of kindred and Taylor Warner of Bowman County duking it out on the individual side. Oh man, this is like a, a, a dream and a nightmare for me. Who do I cheer <laughs> for? The Bulldogs, the Vikings. Oh no. It's, no, it's going to be good. That was such a fun race at the border battle. when We got to oh, see it yeah. come down to the wire. And I mean, the border battle is a phenomenal meet. Don't get me wrong. but uh, And there's a lot on the line, the battle. But when there's a state title on the line and we get that yeah. same sort of excitement, that's just going to take it to another level. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we'd be remiss. Okay, like. Last thoughts on the team title, and then I want to go more individual here. Yeah. Oh, for me. Yeah, for me. For me. Oh man, I mean, I think, I think Bowman County is probably going to get it done. Um, like I was, like I was trying to say, I think the really tight team race that we saw at the border battle isn't super reflective of how. Bowman can perform. I think it was a little bit of an off day for them. So I don't think it's going to be as close as that, but that close competition from earlier in the season is certainly giving kindred the confidence uh, that they can, they can get it done and is certainly keeping Bowman uh, uh, honest, you know, showing them, Hey, we still got, we still got to show up and we still got to get, get the job done. So um, yeah. Those are my final final team thoughts. Love it. Okay, now I'm going to give you an out here because I need an out myself. I had not looked super close at the individual. I, I looked at the team finish for the Class B Boys East Region. Did you look at individual finishes? Uh, no. I didn't post it either. Do you know your boy Keaton Olson didn't win? What? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Owen Johnson took the win. So... Okay. Owen Johnson of Northern Cass, sophomore. He's had just like this phenomenal trajectory all season. Yeah. And going yeah. all the way back to the Dragon Twilight. He raced really well there. I remember seeing it in the results and kind of just told myself, you better watch this kid. He won by 12 seconds at the East Region. So wow. Keaton Olson finished second. Uh, Lucas Dahl of Kindred and Elijah Deck of Kindred went three, four. So I mean, team title, like, is is going to be close, no doubt. But like this individual title is all of a sudden getting really exciting too, because like we can almost go transitive property, right? Keaton Olson has beaten Taylor Warner, but Owen Johnson has beaten Keaton Olson. Um, yeah. Therefore, has Owen Johnson beaten Taylor Warner? Like 
Yeah, yeah. You know, mind blown. So I think we're going to see three guys, and there's always a few others too that can mix things up. But I think our individual title on the boys' class B side is definitely not a lock. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's we're kind of looking at this from like just head to heads, right? So Taylor Warner is is not lost to anybody from the West, really. Mm-hmm. The only person he's lost to is Keaton Olson. And the only person that Keaton has lost to is Owen. Yes. Yeah, I mean, as from what we can remember, maybe we're missing a race in there somewhere. But uh interesting. I mean, not not to I mean it's not all about the polls, you know. I feel like we say that every time you you gotta run the race, but Owen Johnson went, won the East, but he's only fifth in the polls. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Ryan, is this because the polls come out two week? The final poll comes out two weeks before. Yes. So this is, this is so this, this is poll was poll. pre. Yeah. Right. This is the one poll wow. that does not reflect. I guess same with uh, Class B girls too. Girls. Oh but, wow! Because wow, wow. they're t- they're two. Uh, rugby won. I mean, I know we're double dipping here. We already talked Class B girls, but rugby won the Class B girls at the East Region. So I mean, like to think that they're ranked third, they're probably more ranked number two, right? So that's where things kind of get a little messy here as we're right. going off of old. Oh, okay. old poll. So wow. Okay. The yeah, the last good last name that I gotta mention here. Um, earlier this season, I like don't know why I went on this tangent, but I talked about how Christian Brist was in a picture. Uh, I saw something on Instagram, and I was like, he's playing football and running cross country. Yeah. And then I said something like, wasn't holding the football right? Like, doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I I can't throw a football to save my life. So. Anyway, my point that I'm trying to make is Christian Briss has been someone that he's an athlete. He shows up when it matters, loves to compete. We've seen him do really well at state meets in the past few years. I believe finished third last season. Uh, maybe was even like second the year before that. So another name that it would be uh, a shame if we didn't mention him. So keep an eye on, on him, see what he can do. And I don't know. I've not been following like football in North Dakota at all this season. So I don't even know. Maybe there's playoff football like the, mm. the, the night, same night. Who knows? Crazy. My, okay. My final, final thing to mention about the, the boys, uh, B boys individual side. Uh, okay. Taylor Warner, the only one who has won a state title out of these guys. So mm. uh, definitely something to to think about if you're, at home making your own picks. Uh he knows what it takes to win. Uh and you know, I mean mo- most of these guys do in some you know they've won a race at some point, you know, this year probably. But uh once you get to the state meet, it's a little different. It carries a little bit extra pressure. Uh so I don't know. Definitely will be one to watch Friday, maybe. Maybe it'll be Saturday. Eh, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, uh, it just adds to the storyline, adds to the drama yeah, a little bit. Yeah, love it. So, uh, just to kind of give you an idea of how the state meet's going to break down. So on Friday, tentatively, I mean, not even tentatively, like that's what it's scheduled. Maybe subject to change is probably the better vocab for it. But Class B girls is going to start things off at three p.m. on the twenty seventh. 
Then at 345, Class B boys are going to race. On Saturday, the 28th, Class A girls are going to race at 2 p.m. The Class A boys are going to race at 2.45 p.m. All of that, like I said, subject to change. It's all going down at Jamestown's Parker's Campground slash Pipestem Reservoir. So, I don't know, Cam. A- anything else you want to add? A-tier? Just... A-tier course? Is that what we, uh, what Jacob Jensen said? I, I think so. I think it's A-tier, yeah. A-tier, so. So, so be ready to watch on an A-tier course. Um. This is going to be the first state meet that you're not at in how many years? Oh, man. Probably since 20... Dude, before the 2010. I was going to say, like... I mean, I was, at, I was at the state meet my seventh grade year. So, yeah. So, what is that? 15 13, years? 15 years. Yeah. Sad. And where are you going to be instead? I'll be down in Brookings at the Summit League Cross Country Championships. So, yeah, uh, we'll be mixing it up there. Doing we are actually going to record. Yeah, we're going to record a whole like separate preview for that. So, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. As always, support us on our social media. Follow us on Instagram. That's where we post most of our content. Listen wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about it too. The more that, uh, we get to spread the word. Uh, the more listeners we get, the better chance we have it. Maybe, maybe like actually making this profitable. I don't know. <laughs> Cam and I lose money uh, to do this. So uh, if you want to help us out, let us know. If you want to advertise with us, it'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I sound really desperate right now, but <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not that desperate. But if anyone wants to help us out, feel free. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs> we'll see you after the state meet.